The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. the world your lover. Oh, that's what we're here to do, my darlings. That's what we do through my online joy school at lisamacourt.com, through my newest book, Free Your Joy, The 12 Keys to Sustainable Happiness. And it's what we're going to do right here, right now together on the Do Joy podcast, where I bring you fascinating guests with powerful insights for elevating your personal vibration. Deep lasting happiness is a skill you can learn, and I'm so honored to be on this journey with you. Welcome to Do Joy, my precious love bug listener loves. We are going to have so much fun today. We've been talking a lot here about my new book, Free Your Joy, which is available for pre-order now with just tremendous, beautiful bonus gifts from my talented friends, private readings and energy sessions, live online workshops, downloads of books and music and whole guided meditations, beautiful things. So go to lisamacourt.com to grab those things because they're only going to be there for a few more weeks until the book releases. It's a pre-order deal and we release on August 22nd. And you all know how much I love bringing you aligned teachers. I have only recently become aware of Christy Whitman, which I don't see how that's possible now that I know a bit about her. But a joy schooler told me, oh my gosh, this Christy Whitman says all these things you've been teaching us. And then I think it was that same day or maybe the following day, I noticed that Christy was featured in a program that I was also featured in last month. And I thought, oh, that's confirmation. I just heard that name. Let me check this out. And I immediately fell head over heels in love with her. She is out there spreading the most valuable message anyone could deliver to the world right now, which is the message that I know y'all hear on this podcast every episode that you are creating your reality in every moment you're living in every breath. And creating it more to your liking is just a matter of learning the steps for doing that. So let me read her bio and then we'll get her right in here with us. Christy Whitman is the messenger for the the messenger of light for the council, spiritual mentors here to spread the message of quantum energy mastery. Christy and the council teach classes and meditations and provide private sessions to help clients feel more aligned with their divine design of well-being, abundance, success, and loving and supportive relationships. For over 15 years and before receiving the telepathic messages from the council, Christy was a transformational leader, celebrity coach, law of attraction expert, as well as two-time New York Times bestselling author of The Art of Having It All and Taming Your Alpha Bitch. She's also the author of the international bestsellers Quantum Success and The Desire Factor. Welcome, Christy. 
Thank you so much, Lisa, and congratulations on your new book. I, you know, birthing a book is like having a baby, and so it's just you put your heart, your soul, you know, your downloads, everything into it, and it's just um, tremendous. So many people want to write a book, so it's really great when you actually do it and you're birthing it out in the world, and, and that baby has the potential to just grow legs and, you know, to go to people that you'll never meet and impact people that you'll never meet. So it's really, really powerful what you're doing. So thank you. I know that you know that feeling, right? Where it's just like, okay, I love I love teaching it myself. I love the in-person interaction. I love my groups and my, my people, but you just, you, you know that you can just do that little bit more to reach that little bit further and get out there. And it's been a while since I had a book in my own name. I do a lot of ghostwriting, so it was time. It was time for a good overhaul on my joy training. So thank you. Thank you for awesome. uh, recognizing that birthing process. <laughs> of course, it is a birthing process for sure. So it's exciting. Congratulations. Yes, thank you. So as you and I have discussed, my journey has mirrored yours in so many beautiful synchronistic ways. I can't begin to tell you. I so feel you in this uh, passion for spreading these principles. I too have lived and breathed these principles for the last few decades. And from what I could tell, we both had that turning point when we realized that we're doing it all. We're creating it. We're reality manufacturing machines and that we can do that deliberately instead of haphazardly. And then we both had the lived experience of seeing our whole lives transform once we started applying the principles. I love teaching it myself and I super love spotlighting other teachers who have used these same tools to create beautiful, miraculous lives for themselves because that's just the example that everyone needs to, to see and, and know about. So maybe let's start on that personal note. If you would like to tell us about your personal journey, kind of a before and after you had the awakening around these principles that we teach. I would love to. And I just have to say, you do it just exude love and just exude <laughs> joy. So you really are your brand. I mean, you really do joy. It's amazing. Oh, that's so so <laughs> yeah, it's so true. I'm like, you're just, I get like, you, I'm a pretty high vibe person. I'm like, I feel more joyful just being in your presence. So oh, thank you for what you do. Thank you for having me in. on. <laughs> rub that right in. <laughs> yeah. So to my story, I wasn't very joyful and I had graduated college and I had thought and worked for, you know, a long time that happiness was what I had thought the checklist was. Graduate from college, get a lucrative career, make my own money, you know, get engaged to get married, you know, find the guy kind of thing. And I have the checklist. It's like been there, done that, you know, check, check, check. And I found myself engaged um, in this lucrative career, you know, making my own money, healthy body. And I had an intervention from my best friend. She said, you know what, this is supposed to be the happiest time of your life. And I've never seen you more miserable. Mm. And she was right. I was really depressed. And I broke off my engagement. I started looking for what is this thing called life? You know, what if, if it's not all these things that I have set out to accomplish and did accomplish, then what is it? And that, of course, anytime we ask those big questions, right, um, we do get the answers, not always in the way that in the forms that we think they should come in. So I um, went on a journey, met a guy that was from California. I was living in Chicago at the time. I made a lateral move with my company and um, started dating him, living in uh, you know the, the Bay of San Francisco. 
and um, within a very short period of time found out he was cheating on me because it was just another guy I, I, I dated and would attract all of the guys that were just negative they either drug addicts emotionally unavailable cheaters that whole thing so it was another aspect of my life of this is just not working right but the blessing is is that he introduced me to a woman that was a hairdresser and they needed to go get my haircut so I walked into her salon, I'm sitting in her chair, and like you, she just exuded, she just exuded joy. She just had like, it was like an effervescent energy. And I'd never met at this point in my life, and this is 28 years ago, um, never met anybody like her. And finally, being as blunt as I am, I said to her, okay, what do you do? <laughs> and she said, I meditate. And... Lisa, my mind was completely blown because when I, I never known anybody to meditate. The internet wasn't what it is obviously now than it was 28 years ago. And so I never knew anybody. And my idea of someone that meditated was some guy sitting on a mountaintop in a yogi position wearing a white cloth, you know, white clothes, um, with white beard, long beard, you know, and, and white hair oming. And when she, told me she meditated here was this hip young woman had a husband and a dog you know lived in san ramon california it totally blew my archetype of someone that meditated and i was curious i wanted to learn more so she gave me her meditation teacher's number and if you remember those big clunky cell phones back in the day <laughs> they were huge i'm dialing you know the number as i'm leaving the salon and I finally get in touch with Melanie, who was, um, became my meditation teacher. And I went to her house. And there was, again, this is not the environment I was grown, uh, raised in, but there was like clinky, clinky new age music. There were statues of angels and incense and candles and, you know, the whole thing. And she invites me into her living room, which had no furniture at all, except for a cushion sitting, you know, on the, on the floor and invited me to sit down. And she just stared at me, kind of looked me up and down and through me. I'd, I'd never had anybody look that deeply inside of my eyes and into my soul before. And she was super, super stoic. And she just said to me, you create your own reality. And when she said that, I went, yes, I know that. It was like something awakened in me. I was like, oh, I know that. But then my mind went, well, well how? And so I said that to her, I go, how? And she started with our thoughts, right? And she said, well, your thoughts, you're either repelling things from you or attracting things to you based on the way you think. And that was another one of those paradigm shifting moments, like the way I think. I mean, I really thought my thoughts were, were true. I was my thoughts. You know, they, that was the thoughts are what was real and concrete. And so she could see that I was having a moment of struggling with my thoughts, like, what? And so she said, do me a favor. I want you to go home. I want you to pay attention to your thoughts. Write them down if you want. But I want you to start thinking about your thoughts being thoughts, not being who you are, and that you are the witness to your thoughts, which was another huge concept for me to get. And so I would listen to myself, and I could hear myself being so negative so judgmental so critical just beating myself up berating myself up and not just me my mom my sister the traffic the you know god i mean it, it was i was so 
negative. I was so in what I now understand the mentality of lack. Nothing or no one was ever good enough. And everything I thought, most things that I thought was bringing me down, that was making me feel, you know, bad emotions, negative emotions. I was very angry. And all of this awareness really had me, I was just so determined to change. And so she asked me, you know, to start um, training with her, if you will. But before I did, she asked me to go to learn the basics of, of meditation. I thought she was going to teach it to me. So she sends me to this other woman named Janine, who was this incredible healer that taught me not how to meditate. She taught me how to open up my inner healer. And so we were doing, there was a couple of other people in the class. And I'll never forget, she had us open up our chakras in our hands, our healing chakras, and bring in and, and literally imagine channeling or bringing in that Christ consciousness, that Christ healing. And this person, this girl was sitting in a chair and I was behind her and I put my hands on her and all of a sudden she like turns around like, what are you doing? And I go, I know I could feel that, right? <laughs> so it was like, what's happening? You know, it was, it was insane. It was like, wow. So all this was happening and I didn't know that Melanie channeled, you know, I didn't know what channeling was at the time. There was so much going on that almost felt so over my head and overwhelming, yet it felt so good, I just kept leaning into it. And that's where I started learning about universal laws and about shifting my lack mentality into an abundance mentality. And that just became my, you know, like I say, we're all on a spiritual journey, but that became the moment of my conscious spiritual journey. I love when it's um, through through a teacher because I feel like so often, especially like the the gurus that I, I teach from in joy school, like Byron Katie had the cockroach moment, and Michael Singer had that moment on the the couch. Like so many of the the gurus have something in life that triggered it, and whenever I'm asked, I'm always like, it was mostly through books and teachers, and and that it really can be that simple. And I think so many of us who are drawn to to teach this, it's because we had that gift of being exposed to the right teacher at the right time, and everybody's going to be drawn to a teacher vibrationally. So the more different vibrations and voices that are out there, the more people are going to be drawn to the material. So I love yes. that um, that it was a hairdresser you know initially a yeah. hairdresser and then uh, a meditation teacher and and yeah I think for for certain people and I think everybody probably has this potential that um you know if the timing is right it's a recognition it's not like you're learning something new it's like you're remembering something that's deep in there for all of us and it's just opening that that memory of it and feeling the the tangible visceral feelings that go along with that just gets you hooked on that path it did. It did. And I haven't looked back. It's like I just keep leaning in and leaning in. And it's it's funny because one of the first meetings that I had with Melanie, she was, you know, reading my energy and everything, very psychic woman. And she channeled and she said to me, oh, you're a channel. And I had no idea what she meant. <laughs> I was like, okay. You know, so it wasn't until I started actually channeling the council in 2018 you know, that I was like, oh, I am a channel, right? I mean, I had studied with Abraham Hicks and, you know, I've done work with Orinanda Ben as my very first channel beings and, you know, have, have connected with lots of other channelers and uh, like um, uh, Sheila Gillette and, mm -hmm. you know, other wonderful channelers. But when until I started actually first person channeling, it was like, oh, okay, 
Hey, I get it now. Can we dig around in that? Because there is definitely a spot where our paths diverge. I know that I channel material, but I've always perceived it as just my connection to source. That's just my my God self coming through because it doesn't sound like Lisa's personality or Lisa's voice. It sounds like something much more clear and wise and loving. So that's just my God self. But I am fascinated by friends who actually sense the presence of others, like like other entities that they're coming like how did that start how did that well like, the, the first time yeah, it happened <laughs> first, the, well, the first time it happened honestly it was wild because I had been probably five years in had attracted a different partner gotten married you know had my cute little house had a great career I mean things were just like I had manifested everything that I wanted I had money in the bank and my size four body you know just everything was like I had it all kind of thing and then I met up with Terry Cole Whitaker. If you remember Terry Cole Whitaker, she was one of the um, first New Thought ministers. And she came to a church that was Reading Church of Religious Science. And she was speaking. And I thought, oh my gosh, this woman has so much passion. I don't have that kind of passion in my life, right? I've got it all, but I don't have that kind of passion. And I wrote a contract to myself to be able to have that level of passion and purpose and wealth and and that sort of thing. And within, I think it was like 10 days, I got let go from a company, I was a pharmaceutical sales rep, where I was the number one rep in the region. So there was no reason to, and they really had, they had asked me to either quit or, you know, and get all my benefits or be fired. And they were gonna build a case. And and I was like, what, this is so weird. I'll just quit, get all my benefits. So during that time, I had a lot of time to meditate and, you know, a lot of time to lay around and sleep in and watch reruns of Mad About You and, you know, <laughs> go to the gym and all this. And one night I was meditating, because I meditate every night before I go to bed, I saw a very visual picture of a book that says Perfect Pictures by Christy Whitman with the cover of like an Arizona sunset. And I thought, well, that's interesting. I've never written a book, right? So go to sleep, 105 in the morning, I wake up and it was if someone, like a guide, you know, but it was, it was so clear, was speaking in my ear first words, first sentence, first paragraph, just da, 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 and I could not stop it. And then I started hearing what they were saying to me. And I was like, I want to get up and write this down because this is brilliant. This is, this is the information I need right now. So I went into my office, put pen to paper and wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote. It, it wasn't even me writing. It was automatic. It was my first sense of this is my hand. This is my arm. This is not my words because I was trying to even read. I couldn't even read. It was going so fast. The other, you know, hand was changing the page as the other one was writing, you know, feverishly. It was just going, going, going. I couldn't keep up with it. So I knew this is not me, right? And this information, like you were saying, this is beyond Christie's knowledge or Christie's awareness. This is something beyond me. And so I put it away, a couple hours of writing, went to bed. Next night, 105 in the morning. This happened seven nights in a row 
where I got up, did automatic writing. Were you freaked out at all, or you knew enough about channeling that you just felt like, well, okay, I guess I've, I've been chosen as a, a conduit for this information? Yeah, I never, and, and the story continues, like with oh, healing and you know, channeling and all that, right? It's like, at never, never at any point did I feel freaked out because it just felt like the next the next evolution. It just felt like, yes, you know, it was just an agreement of, okay, so I think I'm writing a book, right? I've never written a book before. So I was like, all right. And I got the, the you know, contact Terrica Whitaker. I had her email address. So I contact, I think I'm writing a book. How do you get a book published, right? And so she told me, go online. Again, online back then, this is to, was it 1999? Um, <laughs> what, online was not what it is today. So I went online, looked up literary agent, and there was a guy with his picture, and it showed he was a publisher and a literary agent. I literally submitted this very raw manuscript to him. He accepted it. It was a print-on-demand company. So I barely even had any editing. I sent him the book, got it published, family and friends who thought I was just Pollyanna, everything's energy and you got to shift your thoughts and law of attraction, right? They were all like, what is she taking? So they all read the book and were like, okay, she's lost it. <laughs> and, you know, what is she? She's not a Pollyanna. So um, I, I started speaking in spiritual bookstores and churches. And that's where people started to asking me to coach them. And I was like, my again, my frame of reference, right? I'm like, I used to be a cheerleading coach for seventh and eighth grade girls. And I was like, like a cheerleading coach? And, <laughs> kind of. You know, that's kind of what coaches do. Oh, <laughs> sort of. A little bit different. But, you know, it's like, no, a life coach. So I started, I said, well, I, I don't know about all that, but you could call me and I'll walk you through and I'll help you process the energy. And, and I was doing that. And people would call me back or email me back going, oh, my gosh. This happened, that happened, this happened. I, I met the man, I got the promotion, I make more money now. And I just loved it so much. And I found my passion and my purpose with through writing and through coaching and all that. I cultivated it by feeling what it would feel like to have passion and purpose. And that's what manifested. And so I started to follow that and I went full time into my own coaching business in 2007. And I then started getting surround sound effect of people wanting me to certify them to do what I do. And so it was one of those, okay, if I was going to teach people to do what I do, to know what I know, to help people the way I do, what would I do? And then the whole download of a 12-month course with you know five different modules and what each class would be, and I mean, just the whole thing. And so I launched it. I launched the Quantum Success Coaching Academy. In 2008, it was one of the first online coaching certification programs, and it was just a huge success. And, you know, it was so satisfying and very rewarding and brought me to a whole different level of success and wealth and, and you know, continued to teach other classes. And um, I would listen to my clients, and they were like, I want to learn more about energy beyond what you're teaching here. So I had this course I was teaching where I would do checkouts and now, keep in mind, this wasn't on Zoom. We didn't do it on Skype. It was back in those days. It was instant teleseminar. So we didn't see the people, right? Mm. And it was one night I was living in Montreal, Canada, and this woman was in um, Seattle, Washington. And all of a sudden, my hands went up. And I could see the silhouette of her body. And I was like, my hands are around her neck. 
and I could feel this heat coming from my hands. And she said to me, did you just put your hands around my neck? And I said, yeah, my hands won't go down. And she's like, I feel that. I feel that heat. And my hands at this point were, it felt like they were on fire, right? And I couldn't put my hands down, I was trying to. And so as soon as it was done and the, and the energy left my hands, she was like, oh, thank you so much. I feel so much better. I woke up with the worst stiff neck and now it's gone. Right. And I was like, what is happening? You know, (laughs) and that same call, all of a sudden I could hear them and I knew it was a them. I knew it wasn't like a singular spirit guide. You know, it was a collection. It was big. And so all of a sudden this woman came on to do a checkout and they said to me, tell her to go see her doctor and get her hips checked. And I'm like in my mind going, I am not telling anybody that. Like, no, <laughs> you know, I was like, uh-uh, because I'm not a girl to like, you know, I'm not a woman that just goes runs to take an aspirin if I have a headache. I put peppermint right. oil on my head. You know, I do acupuncture. I mean, I'm very much a, if you if you can heal it naturally through energy work, heal it that way, right? For so sure. the last thing I'm gonna tell anybody is, hey, run and go see the doctor. And so they kept persisting. I mean, like, tell her tell her it was like tell her tell her tell her tell you know it was like tell her so i'm like okay barbara don't kill the messenger (laughs) i am getting very very strong very persistent messages to have you go and get your hips checked from the doctor and she's like why you know there's nothing wrong with my hips i don't have any pain i'm like don't kill the messenger that's what they are telling me she went that week they found cancer in her hips caught it so early on totally saved her life oh my gosh and you right. and you were really not tuned into the danger, the cancer, anything. You just heard a message and conveyed a message. Oh my gosh. Yep. Amazing. Yeah. So, so it just like it, it just kept coming like that, you know, more openings and every time like you said, you know, it was like I didn't feel the resistance of it. That was probably the only time I ever felt the resistance cuz I didn't want to tell that person what they were telling me to tell her. Right. And and so that was like the only time I ever felt the resistance. Otherwise, I'm driving on the freeway one day and they show themselves to me. It's like this big, beautiful light. And I had to pull over because I was I was like, you know, and um, so they were telling me, create sacred circle of light. I'm like, what's that? Go on Zoom, have people that want to come into the community. You do healings on them, energy healing. So I'm like, okay. I offered it. People took advantage of it. It was like, I got in a fight with my husband and I'm really angry. Okay, let's heal that emotion, right? My sister is doing this and da 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 da. All right, let's heal that. I have a headache today. Let's heal that. And on this one day, it happened to be my son's birthday, September 17th, 2018. Um, I was you know, checking out everybody, doing healing work on everybody. And the last woman that came, all of a sudden, I was um, hearing more than one clear voice. It's as if my husband and my kids were talking to me at the same time. And I'm like, whoa, 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 one at a time. And my, that's actually on my YouTube. We, We did the whole video and the whole story on my YouTube channel. My consciousness, I could have sworn that my body flung over my chair. And I was kind of listening from the sideline to a whole different voice that was coming through and utilizing my voice box. 
and I'm hearing, yeah, it was kind of like in and out. So I got bits and pieces of what they were saying. And as I came back in, I was like, that never happened to me before, right? Like not in that way. And, and the women were all crying and it was just like, whoa. And ever since then, I have been channeling the Council of Light. Oh my um, gosh. Oh my gosh. Thank you for, for recounting that like in such vivid. I felt like I could see it all unfolding. <laughs> and now it's just something that you sort of just like turn on and off at will. Like you can just invite the council. And, yes. and does it just kind of feel like moving Christy out of the way a little bit? Is that, that's how I imagine it, it would be. Christy and, goes and takes a nap. I, I, it's almost like I'm sleeping and they come in and when they leave, I come back in and, you know, it's, it's two totally different perspectives. It's, it's really interesting. But, you know, I've been doing this work for myself 28 years. I've been a coach for 23 years and, you know, authored, I'm writing my eighth book, you know, so it's like they're feeding what I hear, what I apply. So the teachings are exactly the same. However, the energy that comes in with them and, you know, the advice that they give people is just from a higher perspective. I'm a third dimensional woman, you know, with a pretty high vibe, but wow. I mean, so my friend Jen... My friend, sorry, my friend Jennifer McLean says, you know, Christy, Christy has a pretty good vibration, but when the council comes in, it's like, you know, to- ten times the uh, the energy. So, I'm so glad you addressed that because I, I've been really, I've only been trying to work on my intuition development for the last year or so in a, a serious way. But I'll have an insight and a clarity, and I'll always think, is that like from a, a memory from something that I've learned because I've been doing this stuff forever? Is that like something that I've heard somebody say, or is that somebody telling me something is that like a different insight so you're saying that it can it can be the same it's it's just sort of verification of what we've learned is there any time when the council has told you oh that whole thing that you learned at that particular course or time in your life that's not right or (laughs) has it always been right as long as it's some sort of pure spiritual source that you've learned it from there's been there's been nuances to clarify and fine tune into you know like they they brought in through quantum energy mastery which is a course that we teach um, the twelve powers that we have as human beings and one of them is the universal laws now I spent my whole entire career teaching training learning applying the universal laws And that's like below on the totem pole as far as our powers are concerned. Mm. So it was interesting to me. It's like, wow, I have created my life based on focusing on the universal laws and how to apply them. And it's one of the lower, excuse me, one of the lowest ones of our powers. And that's what was amazing to me. It's like, that's a door I came in. It wasn't a wrong door. You know, it wasn't doing it wrong, but wow, there's just so much more. So it's just, everything's just so much more expansive and more aligned. And, you know, just the fact that one thing that they always say whenever they leave, whenever they're, you know, uh, releasing their consciousness from my physical body, they say, you are infinitely loved. Mm -hmm. And when they say it, and when I can sense that, or when they say that to me, I have been able to um, forgive myself. Sorry, I've been able to forgive myself, let go of the beating myself up, the um, the guilts and the shames and all of that because none of it matters because I'm infinitely loved. 
that's the most important thing for anyone to understand. It changes everything. It is the whole linchpin for everything we want. I'm so glad you said that. Yeah. Yeah. So Christy, if you were to call them in, do you have to have yeah. like a question? Do you say like, counsel, here's what we're presenting before you? Or is it just one of those, what what does Lisa's audience most need to hear today kind of thing? Like, could we do it? <laughs> Oh yeah, let me go get them. It oh just, my gosh! Just okay. Seconds. Yeah, I'll go get them. I'll I'll see you later. Oh my goodness! All right. We are here. Hello, delight. Hello to you and to all of your listeners. We are here to support you all in light. We are delighted to be in, invited to this party and to speak through the one that you call Christy. How are you today, dear one? Fabulous. I am enjoying this so much. So honored to have your presence here on the podcast. Well, what could we help you with? What would you like to learn more about? What do you think your listeners would enjoy hearing about? There are so many big questions that, that we address here um, on the regular that I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around. What would be the, the best one to present to you? Um, I think I'm, I'm, always, I'm always interested in we, we know that we're here for challenges and challenges are our curriculum and that's what grow us. And, and I, I, I always am interested in this paradigm that we choose our challenges before we get here. I'd love clarification on that. And, and also why for people who might experience the exact same challenge, why for some people that becomes an expansive point of, of evolution and growth for their soul, and for others it seems to have the opposite effect and, and is constricting and turns into the whole hurt people, hurt people paradigm, and, and why that would be. If we're, if we're choosing our challenges and we're choosing our life earth school curriculum, why sometimes it seems to work out and other times not? Well, let's talk about it. So as a soul, it is not a specificity of, okay, I'm choosing that one and this one and this and challenge and this thing. You do choose the environment in which you go into. And you do know as a soul that you're going to go into a physical body, into a third dimension that has polarity. There is up, there is down, there is in, there is out, there is hot, there is cold, there is good, there is bad, there is lack, there is abundance and all spectrums in between. And so as the soul self, your mission, if you choose to accept it, and all of you do choose to accept it, or you wouldn't have taken a body, come in for the expansion um, in love. Now, we like to say that all life is a gift and all contrast is a gift. We don't like to say that there is life lessons and this is a school because frankly most people don't like school there's some that do and so to feel like oh it's another class i have to take and either i pass it or i fail it doesn't feel very good the way we like to explain it is that there is contrast meaning what you don't want and there's also those experiences and situations and people and forms that bring you great joy. And so contrast being part 
of the human experience. There's contrast, but then there's the resistance to the contrast, and the resistance to the contrast is based on your own free will. So your question of how can one person go through a divorce, say as contrast, and they are expanded by the experience, and then they can move and find their ideal partner and live happily ever after, as they say. Or there are others that feel diminished by the divorce and feel that they are now stuck, and that it was that they could look at their life and say it was because of that divorce that I now am the way I am. So any given situation, you can look at a death of a loved one. For example, Christie had her sister that committed suicide about twenty-five years ago, and when that happened, she said to herself, "I want to heal myself. I don't want to end up like my sister, and I also don't want my sister's decision to end her life be the reason for why I don't experience joy in mine." So she committed to letting herself move through the grieving process, to process all of her hurts and and all the emotions, all of the angers. She did all that she could do to understand all of that. Her parents, on the other hand, now we get their different forms, different relationships. But her father, you can't even mention his daughter's name without him going into the same hurt that he had back then. So. One person chooses by deliberate intent through their free will and choice to heal from something. It could be someone else loses their sister, and that's the thing that imprints them and paralyzes them for the rest of their lives. So the understanding of all of this is: yes, all of you chose to come into this experience, to come into these bodies, because you looked and said, "Well, if I can bring love to that." Then I will expand because of it, because it is the soul's purpose to expand into love. You take the love with you, you expand into that love. In all of these different circumstances, there is contrast. Resistance to contrast separates you from your soul. Alignment with the resistance or letting go of the resistance con- con- uh, con- connects you back to your soul. So you can bring love and compassion to a contrasting situation, so that you can flow what you want to, can flow your soul or your divine energy, and then continue to use that as a leaping point for what you want to create in your life. Does、Beautiful. this make sense to you, dear one? Absolutely. So it's it's free will. It's a choice. And yet, I, I know that for a lot of people, they don't feel like it's a choice because why would anyone choose a path that feels bad? We all want to feel good. We're here for happiness, so it must be a, a matter of exposure to the the concept that it's a choice and and have that jibe with early formed beliefs to some extent. Because some people, I don't think, can ever get past those early formed beliefs that life sucks and you die, and I'm just here to muddle through as best I can. 
Well, that too is a choice, yes, because there are people that are playing the victim. They play the victim to their circumstances. And any time you are playing a victim, you are in the drama triangle. You either play the persecutor, you play the rescuer, or you play the victim. And when you play that victim role, then no, you are feeling stuck. You feel there is no way out. You feel that you don't have choices and options. And there is escaping that happens because you're so miserable. This is why so many people have addictions or vices or things that, whether it's coffee or sugar or food or anything else like that, that can help them numb what they're going through. When someone realizes that they are not a victim on any subject, it could be money, it could be their own bodies, it could be in certain relationships, when you are willing to have compassion for yourself as a human being, because it's not always easy, when you have compassion for yourself and then you look at what your choices and therefore your options are, you are breaking free from the drama triangle. You are breaking out of that resourcelessness or that powerlessness, that self-pity, to come into a place of knowing your own power. Yes, as a human, but also as a spiritual being. And that's where you find the joy and the freedom and all of the other good feeling emotions. I'm so glad you addressed the drama triangle. We do that in joy school as well. And and I think that um that this this understanding that we are creating every bit of it for some people when they're when they're new to this understanding it it creates a lot of self-judgment oh i created all this how did i you know they, they don't want to believe that they're the creators because oh i would never have created this if i were Correct. in in charge and and that self-incrimination that judgment just just compounds the the problem how how can teachers such as christy and myself help shift that for people well, you bring up a really good point, because if I'm the creator of my life, why would I have created a divorce? Or why would I have created my sister committing suicide? Or why would I have created uh, debt or, or dysfunction or abuse or anything else that is contrasting in anyone's life experience? Uh, why would I have created that loss of a, a person, place or thing? Of course, these are not, you did not say, I am going to marry this person so I can create a divorce. It was not deliberate. And that's the thing that most people can't get their mind around, that if I'm creating my own reality, then why would I have done that? Because you didn't know. You didn't weren't doing that deliberately. You didn't know the power to create your own reality. And now that you do, it's not an opportunity to beat yourself up because now you're back in the drama triangle playing the persecutor. You don't want to persecute yourself. You want to have compassion. Compassion is the energy that neutralizes you. As you and Christy were talking, you were talking about lack versus abundance. Think of it as three aspects of being. There's lack which always feels bad. That's where all of the anger, the guilt, the resentment, the shame, the, the doubt, the worry, fear, all of powerlessness, sadness, all of that, that comes from a perspective of lack. That is really 
as we like to say, drama triangle, Christy says, this is the lack triangle. When you are in the drama triangle, you are in lack and it feels bad. But the next aspect, which is up the vibrational scale, if you will, is not the insufficiency, but is the sufficiency. This is the place where compassion, peace, harmony, where satisfaction, this is where that is. And when you start to neutralize yourself out of the lack, you go into that place. And compassion is the place to do that. Now, a lot of people say, oh, I give compassion to that person and I give compassion to this person. You cannot give away what you do not have. You must first feel compassion for yourself because when you are feeling compassion for yourself, you're not judging yourself. You're not beating yourself up or criticizing or condemning yourself. It is a vibration of compassion, which is soothing, which is comforting. And that then opens up the doorway to the other higher realms of all sufficiency, of abundance, of joy, of freedom. This is where we want all human beings living with a moment of contrast or a moment of resistance where most humans are living in this lack. They're living in that drama and resistance to the contrast and having a moment of joy. It's opposite that you are designed for. You are here to thrive and to feel good. You are divinely designed to be and experience abundance, to be and experience success, to be in wellness and wholeness, and to experience loving and supportive relationships that starts with your divine and continues through with your own relationship with yourself and then extends out to other people. This is what you're divinely designed for. Contrast is part of the human experience, but when you pivot away from the contrast, you do not have the resistance and you can flow into the higher good feelings. I love that description. Yes, I do completely believe that each of us is love and peace and compassion for self and others and bliss at our core essence. Do you think that it's a just a product of where humanity is evolutionarily that so many people are, are not feeling the fullness of that truth, that, that while that is the truth for each of us, we have so many obstructions to that being our day-to-day -day experience of life. Is that just where we are evolutionarily? And do you see us moving in a positive direction? as a species? We, we see humanity moving with leaders and teachers like you and Christy bringing in more light on the planet, bringing more of a conscious understanding that there is more light on the planet now than there ever has been and it will continue to be. I, I agree and I have lots of naysayers who point to, to evidence they feel of the contrary of that and is that also just part of the evolution that we have to kind of hit a rock bottom in certain areas or just bring up the wounding of the collective in some sort of big prominent ways before we can move to that next stage in evolution? Well, a lot of times that's what wakes people up. When, when the pandemic hit, in 2020, Christy says, she's funny, she says to us, what's up with this? And we said, it's an amplifier. This is the first time in human history 
that you all have collectively one thing that all of you have have going on. It's like the and think of it like the law of attraction. This is a universal law. It doesn't matter who you are, where you live, what economic, what status you have in society. All of you are having to practice or work with law of attraction, and how you respond in your own energy field is what you then attract to you. The pandemic is the same thing. Everybody had the same situation to contend with. How everybody responded, either with resistance or with flow, that's what they created out of that pandemic. It was an amplifier. And so contrast, as it keeps coming and coming and coming of what you do not want, it has an opportunity to either, like you said, bring you down or amplify where you don't want to be anymore. And then train, change and transformation is possible. Thank you, Council. Indeed. It is our pleasure to be here. We are grateful for the invitation. We surround each of you now and in the future listening to this in light. And we remind each of you that you are infinitely loved. Be well. Allow yourselves to just receive a nice downpouring of light. Letting yourself just feel the support of your soul's light, of your divine light. Ah, how was that? That was super cool. <laughs> I'm going to be like up all night thinking like, oh crap, I should have asked the council that. I should have asked the council <laughs> going to get to have the council here today <laughs> well yay yeah there's many many opportunities to ask council questions so wow what a gift thank you that's yeah that's, i feel so honored it's um it is a blessing i'm very grateful y'all couldn't see her because this isn't a video podcast but christy would sort of dip her head down and you could just sort of tell something was going on there and and then just come up as the council. Could you, I mean, you're very aware with energy. Could you see the difference mm -hmm. or feel the difference in our energy? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Do your kids see the council come through? Do your kids? And, and oh, yeah. They totally get the whole deal. They're just like. Oh, yeah. My, my son will ask me, Mom, could you bring the council? I need to talk to them about something or I want a healing or, you know, so. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's, it's quite a quite a gift it's it's so grateful and, so and grateful. it's something that you feel you were just chosen because you're open and receptive and that's it, that's how it happens it, it's that whole story that we talked about I kept leaning in and saying yes and yes and yes and I keep doing it you know so I mean they they told me in 2019 um everything pivots now in your business. So, I mean, I, I literally let go of what I knew to be Christy Whitman coach, you know, and moved into this channeling. And I lost a lot of people along the way in the sense, because they were like, this is so wacky, weird. I don't know what she's doing now and attracted other people that are like, this is what I've been reaching for. This is what I've been wanting. This is the support I've been needing. And, you know, to, to have that level of courage and faith, 
to go, okay, I'm going to listen. I'm going to listen to you, you know, um, to do that. It's, it's just keeps, it keeps being great benefit and reward. And, and I'm, I'm really grateful, but yeah, that, I mean, that's one of my questions. Like, why me? You know, like, well, why did you choose me? There's so many other people. Why, why me? Is it because you were open? Because you're ready? You know, because you said yes. Yeah. So. Do you ever feel dissed in your work? Like, the, you're obviously very knowledgeable coach, woman, person in your own right. Do people ever come to you and you try to help them? They're like, oh, could, could you just get the counsel, please? Like, <laughs> Christy, could you just, like, I came for the counsel. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes I make a joke about it. I say I felt like I feel like the stand-up comedian that comes in before you know Pete Floyd, <laughs> right? Opinion. So, right? Yeah. So it's okay. I, I get it. You know, I totally get it, and I'm honored to step aside because it's all in. You know, you do you do what you do too, Lisa. It's it's all in service, right? So right. the greater certain. I do have people that go, yeah, I don't want to talk to the council right now. I want a human perspective. What would you do in a situation? So. It's nice that we have both, you know, because there is that higher. And sometimes when we do one-on-one work with people, we I, I coach a little bit and then bring them in. And, and I'm always connected to them. So I'm bringing them in and their wisdom even while I'm coaching. And, and, and then I'll go and, you know, get them fully. So it's, a, it's an honor to be able to offer whatever someone needs, you know, whenever they need it. So Beautiful. Yeah. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Well, I feel like I could talk to you all day, but I want to be respectful of your time. <laughs> Tell everybody how they can find you and what you have coming up and what's going on and your beautiful books. And Awesome. Thank you for that. So um, we have a community and you can go in and join the community. We call it the Energy Vortex and you can go to watchyourwords.com because watching our words is the, one of the first ways that we master our energy. I started with my thoughts, which was a little bit more challenging than watching my words. So um, for years, I had people asking me, like, where do you start with all of this, right? And I would say, watch your words. And they'd be like, well, what words? Because there are words and phrases that we use that come smack dab in the middle of the drama triangle, in the lack triangle. And when we change those words and phrases, we're out of the drama triangle, right? We're starting to create what feels good and more expansive. And so I created a program and you get the first 10 days by going to watchyourwords.com. Each video tells you what not to say, why, and then what to say instead. So, Mm. and it's very interactive. Um, I also have christywhitman.com, which is my main hub where you can see all of the different um, processes and meditations and and things that we offer. Um, We don't do it every month, but um, for the entire month of August, we're doing a uh, meditation series on loving and supportive relationships. We always do meditations where they have a different theme. So there's there's always fun stuff going on with Christy and the council. Beautiful. I love that. We we talk about the drama triangle as well in Joy School. I wonder just since we've mentioned that a few times, if you would do a little just a, a little mini lesson on, on the drama uh, triangle from your perspective. Yes. Love to. You know, when I learned about this and then when the council brought this in as part of their teaching, 
it really is whenever we feel um, like we're suffering, we're struggling, um, that we just can't get ahead, that, you know, it's like no matter what I do, I can't seem to lose weight or make more money or whatever that is. Whenever we feel powerless, we're in, and this is what I've been talking about my whole entire career, we're in lack, you know, and we play, we buy into, we're developed into these three different roles, and we can only play these three different roles. It's the persecutor, which is the bad guy, which is the one that blames and criticizes and judge judges. There's the good guy role, which is the rescuer, but the rescuer does and does and overdoes and overdoes, and then, you know, ends up feeling like the victim, because I've done everything. I did everything for that person. I've worked so hard. How come I can't get ahead, right? And I've done it all, that type of thing. And it all ends up being back to the victim. If we feel disempowered in any of those roles, we, we switch the roles, right? So we end up feeling bad about ourselves. We end up feeling, um, you know, like, why even try? Nothing I do ever even matters. You know, we end up feeling bad about our life and about our position in life. And coming out of the drama triangle, breaking free from the drama triangle is um, the, one of the most empowering and loving things that we can do for ourselves because none of us were meant to struggle. None of us were meant to be in a space of limitation. You know, you and your life are unlimited. And when you start to move into that and understand that, that's what you then create. But having that mindset that I'm, I'm, li I'm unlimited and I'm powerful, those thoughts are not coming from the drama triangle. Mm -mm. No, that's a great description. And we can all, we all play all the roles at different times, but a lot of us have a, a spot that we, we habitually hang out. So that's y'all's home play. I forgot to tell you, Christy, but we always give them something to take into their next few weeks until the next podcast. That's your home play. Listen again, if you missed it, to how Christy just described the drama triangle and just notice yourself. Just bring that, that self-observation skill that we always work on. See if there's a, a spot that you notice yourself hanging out on the drama triangle and um, you know it, it's just about making it conscious making the unconscious conscious is when you can really start to get in there and, and question those habitual patterns and beliefs thank you yeah. Christy. and leave you know leave the drama triangle with compassion that's the way yeah. out is you know non-judgment notice what you're noticing without judgment being yeah. compassionate for what you're noticing and then choose something different it's all free will it is for sure. Yeah. All right, my beautiful, beautiful listener friends, I am going to leave you for now. Christy, it has been such a delight. Thank you so, so very much. Thank you, Lisa. Deepest gratitude and love to you, my beautiful listener tribe, with representation in 30 countries all across the globe. I'm so honored to spend this time with you. If you're wondering about my online events, my books, joining my Joy School community, all of that is waiting for you at lisamickacourt.com. I look forward to connecting with you there. Much love.
If you're inspired by the teachings of Dr. Wayne Dyer, you will love the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast with Nadia Dela Cruz. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. My name is Nadia Dela Cruz, and I started the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast to explore spiritual topics like manifestation and meditation with guests who share their own stories of insight, awakening, and transformation. Listen now on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.